Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health. This is episode 36, and in today's show, we are joined by the legend, Richie Norton, also known as the Strength Temple. The Strength Temple was born out of the lessons learned and the teachings Richie has had in his training and nutrition journey, sharing the knowledge, facts and motivation that allow Richie to turn his life around, giving him the power to help others maximise their potential. Hi Richie, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. It's good to be here mate, thanks very much for uh, pursuing me and uh, hunting (laughs) you down. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think, like we just said before we started recording, um, yeah, we've we've been very persistent. But there's a specific reason why I stay persistent because I think you've got a very cool message that you're putting out into the world, and I think everybody needs a bit of the strength temple in their life. <laughs> so before we we crack on, um, it would be great if you can give us like a bit of background on you. You know, a little bit of your journey up until now. You've had quite a varied kind of career, um, and you're on a really cool mission at the moment. So it'd be kind of uh, good to get some background on Richie. Okay. Um, wow, Richie. So the short version, if there is a short version. Um, <laughs> I come from a, a rugby background, from a sporting perspective. Uh, I played rugby most of my life, and then injury ended that earlier than I thought it was going to um, right. last. And my journey into where I am now as a yoga teacher and a, I guess, performance coach, a breathwork practitioner, lifestyle coach, whatever you want to title me as. Um, yeah. I really owe it to the journey I went on through recovery okay, and healing and repair and learning about my body and my mind and how everything's aligned because yeah. I'm one of those rugby boys that didn't really connect with any of that when I was playing rugby. It wasn't really even on the, on the table. And yeah. um, I see where I am now being a – still a journey but something where I feel a little bit more enlightened about how powerful we actually are and how capable we are of dealing with a lot more than we think we are yeah. I think is quite important at a time like now when the world seems completely mad um, but before I digress it's it, it's you know to speak to the listeners that I, I feel that will come across this podcast we all face battles and we all face challenges. And I think if you don't go into those um, challenges and face fears and step up when you're faced uh, with adversity, you never really become who you're really capable of being. And um, I've really embraced that because, you know, I'm very honest and open about the challenges I've had with my own mental health. Yeah. Um, And I think the honesty and the vulnerability and I guess, honesty that's come with that has allowed me to empower the people, but also see it as a strength Yeah, because 
you know, when you when it, when life throws you a curveball, you can feel pretty lonely. You can feel pretty isolated. As a man, you don't often talk about your feelings. No. So we bottle it up and it suppressed somewhere, and then um, it starts to break us down. And um, I've been lucky to have come out the other side of it, and now be able to teach it as a as a coach, but also as a human being trying to get us yeah. all through the challenges that we're facing today. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting that we we tend to we you know like you say the world is in a mad position at the moment and we are facing forever bigger challenges but there's those those kind of daily challenges that you face on a daily basis you know as you go out go throughout your day and I just think it's interesting there's there's you know obviously you come from a professional rugby background I've spoke to a couple of people that we've had on the podcast as well who have also come from a rugby background and it's the reason I find it so interesting because rugby is such a macho masculine kind of sport isn't it and it's it's almost like it's almost like caveman type um i guess activity behavior and all the rest of it and then for 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 them to flip completely to me at least anyway since you kind of completely flip from the other side to really you know taking care of yourself taking care of your mind becoming way more conscious about you as a person and and how you deal with things what what do you think it is that kind of makes that shift or what was that kind of shift for you because it is for me it it feels like it is such a big shift yeah i mean i often try and analyze my own life and see where the big shifts and changes came and to to i guess to highlight where the change of mindset came about i had to go to some pretty dark places and some pretty lonely places before i was lucky to get a lifeline uh, and they came in the form of someone just reaching out and asking how I was and actually being able to relate to where I was. So it kind of felt less lonely all of a sudden, but then it was also things like surfing and um, going to a yoga class, which were never on my radar. You know, I'd not even entertained it. And I was 30 years old, should have been in the prime health of my life. And I was, struggling physically when I should have been, you know, fit and healthy running around all over the place and my head was not in a good place. But it took me um, finding some space, getting out, learning how to surf, going to some yoga classes, meeting some like-minded people that kind of like shone a little bit of light of hope Mm. on what was looking like a pretty um, lonely road. I'd lost a couple of mates to to suicide my age, uh, both rugby boys, and um, it, it threatened to sort of put me in a bit of a headspace where I, I could relate to probably where the pain had come. And yeah. I was one of the lucky ones that found, um, yeah, a, a new way of life. And yeah. that was through everything I promote now and everything I talk about, everything I live and breathe right now, which is that balance yeah. Of, um, you know, I guess if I'm listening, you know, I'm t- talking to the listeners here, you know, and obviously a lot of ga- a lot of dads and a lot of men, rugby is is one sport, it is one discipline. We're all dealing with stuff, and if we we generalize by saying a, a, a mental health awareness matter, yeah, men struggle 
and the stats don't lie that, you know, we don't always show our feelings. Like you said, macho, masculine. I do feel like there's a lot of change. I do think we are talking a lot more. But I think yeah. if you're going to bring hope to someone that isn't, is not in the best place to give them a little bit of a lifeline and to, to, to know that it's okay. It, it is part of the journey and, and knowing that you're not on your own and there's, there's some lads out there that you think have got it all sorted and have got their head, their head together, but they really don't. Yeah. But we're in this together. And yeah. um, I think that was the biggest thing I realized was it was okay to reach out to another mate and just say, I'm not having a good day today. My head's not in a good place. Can, can I just share a little bit with you? And yeah. just that can be a massive weight off your shoulders. And I think you just got to find your tools to do that. And yeah. Um, yeah, my tools became my coaching. My tools became my activities, my adventures, my time in nature, my yoga yeah. classes. Even though when I first started yoga, I had, I had horrendous flexibility and mobility, as much as they call me that kind of a guy now. It was shocking. Ten years yeah. ago, my I couldn't touch my toes. And right. I, I had all this muscle. It looked aesthetically impressive, but completely dysfunctional. And um, as soon as I started to sort of get that vanity out of my head and just the, the, the importance of trying to just get to the gym and look big and buff and uh, look good, you realize there's a lot more depth to where the power really comes from and the confidence really comes from. And, and yeah, I, I owe a lot to uh, my yoga practice for that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've only recently started doing yoga a couple of years ago, but it's, it's, it's like you say, right, it's, it is this whole kind of masculine thing and, I wouldn't have ever stepped into yoga two years ago, but I do now. Um, and it, there is huge benefits from it. Um, but I, I just want to come back to another point that you you raised around kind of just reaching out to people and just saying, I'm not okay. That, that For me, there's this kind of stigma around a little bit of weakness, particularly if you're a male, kind of reaching out to another mate um, and just kind of openly admitting that you're struggling you know it's almost like you kind of you, you feel in some ways that you can't do that because that's just not how men are supposed to be and I completely agree with you, what you're saying there does seem a shift but I still believe there are those who are perhaps not followers of you or, or in this space or doing the yoga and stuff like that who are still struggling and still think that they have to kind of put on this persona, this macho persona, and just deal with the shit, you know, that they that, that's thrown at them. And it's kind of what I'm trying to get out, you know, through this podcast and through other means is, no, it's actually probably detrimental and actually worse for you putting up this this kind of big shield. Um, and you're, you're kind of hurting yourself and actually, you know, mentally, you're probably putting yourself in a worse position. Yeah, I think I think now more than ever we're very aware of, um, I guess the influence the mind has on um, our physical body, and yeah. stress being something in small doses manageable, but in long consistent doses really damaging and harmful. And I think to yeah. simplify that, we all deal with stress. We just need to really work on our tools, on the tools that we have available to us, and everyone has them, to help manage how we deal with what the world throws at us. And again, you know, as much as I sound sometimes like a traditional yoga teacher that's super zen all the time and has it all figured out, I really don't. It's a constant yeah. work in progress. 
Yeah. This is why breath work and meditation is picking up momentum. You know, before it was kind of, you know, just brushed off by a lot of people and not really taken that seriously. But the science, the research now backs up, you know, the importance of how something as simple as how you breathe being potentially something that might just save your life now more than ever. And if you can tie that in with some movement practices that help keep your joints healthy, that keep your, your tissue strong and supportive, uh, your heart, your lungs, all aligning with how you mentally like approach each day. So this is why yoga gets such, um, um, I guess, positive momentum because it ties all of those things into one. And I think what a lot of people get put off by is it is something for women or people in the fitness industry or people wearing leggings and the best fitness kit. Whereas what I'm trying to do, I guess my mission at the moment is to try and simplify these practices and then give everyone a chance to sort of understand how powerful these tools are. If anything, just to keep you calm and to help tackle whatever the day throws at you. You know, we're all going to get tested now more than ever, given the current situation we're all facing, uh, you know, while we record this podcast. And the more we face every kind of issue or challenge with fear and more stress, the more intense any physical outcome will be. Mm. So, you know, there's never been a more important time to look at physical and mental health, you know, seriously. And I think, you know, however we relate to stress, whatever that is to the individual, individual, yeah, really just looking at what simple things we all have access to, especially if we're being quarantined in our own homes, yeah, you know, exactly. roll out a mat, sit there, close things out, listen to some good music, have a little stretch, have a little breathe, spend time with the people that you care about or communicate with the people that you care about. I, you know, I'm looking at every single positive in all of these situations and it's all about uniting together with good energy and supporting yeah. each other and looking what's important. And I think this is more profound than ever, but I, I mm-hmm. feel that this is the way it should always be. Yeah, it is. And I, I think we have taken for granted all of the tools that we have available to us. And I think we love to make things more complicated than they are and perhaps think that it's not as valuable unless it's complicated. And, and I, I spoke to Tony Riddle a few months ago and we were talking about children and we were talking about breath work and stress. And what, one of the things that I found very profound is the art of breath work. And, and when you, when you talk to other people about this, particularly men and you talk about I'm doing breath work, the, the looks and the reactions you get, uh, you know, it's obviously, you know, they they think you're mad, but actually once you try this and once you implement it daily into your life, you find that, and I think this is the key, you find that you're able to respond to life and not react, which I think is a huge differentiator and a huge way to just deal with stuff that's thrown at us um, in life. What, what's your view on that? Um, so I think there's two points to mention there. The first one being um, in alignment with, with what Tony, you know, brings up, you know, it's why he's, you know, doing what he's doing because he really believes in it. He's on a mission, you know, and he's been someone who's been through his own stuff and, you know, has, has come out of it enlightened and uh, awake, let's say. And 
you know, his mission, very similar to mine, is, you know, how can we simplify the tools that we all have access to? And breathwork, it just needs to be simplified even more. It needs to be spread regularly. We need to keep working to connect with everybody that might write it off or, like you said, look a bit funny at you when you brought up the subject of breathwork. Bit by bit, the message is going to get out there. So this is why these podcasts carry so much weight, because there'll be one person that listens to this and go, what's this breathwork stuff? Okay, I've heard it enough times now. I better give it a go. And you might just save that person's life or at least improve the quality of it. So, you know, as much as people are still maybe going, what's it all about? Not too sure. They've had a big experience maybe that doesn't, didn't quite work with them. They didn't connect with it. There's so much different breath work out there at the moment, and it can be a minefield yeah. and super confusing. Let's simplify everything by saying, how are you breathing? How does it make you feel? Can you pay a bit more attention? That is a huge step in the right direction, and we haven't mentioned one thing about tempo, cadence, or breath practice specifics. Mm-hmm. You know, if that takes someone down the rabbit hole of going, wow, I just take t- 10 conscious breaths and I feel so much more present or aware or connected or just even a little bit more calm. And that might just give them enough to pursue it on a more serious daily practice, you know. So, and, you know, once, you know, if this is going to inspire anybody else, you know, there's so much breath work out there at the moment. But I think, you know, prioritizing the focus of something that's going to help keep you calm steady nerves uh, and then you don't need to be so specific about where you're going to use it whether that's you know dealing with a stressful word you know pandemic yeah. or yeah. whether that's a meeting or whether that's a relationship issue whether that's a health issue whether it's a mental health issue whether it's dealing with a certain scenario that's caused you to feel a little bit anxious or a little bit worried that is when a simple practice might just allow you to snap out of that initial decision to feed fear or feed even more worry and then make a better decision in that moment. And and that can happen in just a few breaths. So that's the power of it. And we are still only just scratching the surface of how powerful it actually is. So if anything, you know, these podcasts hopefully get people to think, actually, I haven't, I have neglected that. I did used to do it or I tried it once. Whereas this needs to be a daily practice. We, you know, the more we practice these things, just like anything, any muscle we train, the more efficient we become, the more optimal we live, the healthier our body becomes, the quicker we respond to the practice. Yeah. You know, and, and, and doing anything half, half-hearted half is always going to end up as a half-hearted outcome. Yeah. So let's get people doing the basics more regularly and, and, and let them connect with it their way and build from that point. Yeah, I agree. And I think coming back to what you said just a while ago there, and it's almost like this is just a a constant practice that you just integrate into your life. It's not it's not something that you do for six weeks. It's not something you do for a couple of times a week and then you leave it. It's something you integrate to enhance, you know, your your the, the kind of daily challenges you go through life. You have all these different it's almost like you to use the analogy of a toolbox, right? You have a toolbox, you've got all these little things you can just reach into and just use just to make life that little bit more um I wouldn't say simple, but you know, you can deal with everything that's thrown at you. And I think um yeah, I think like you say, don't overcomplicate it and just 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 try it really. Yeah. And uh- I think if we're going to, you know, make this even simpler for the dads and whoever's coming across this podcast, the the way you should look at any kind of challenge is that 
you have the ability because you're an amazing human being that has already been through quite a lot that you really don't know how powerful you actually are and how resilient you actually are and to have some confidence in you training your body and your mind to be even more resilient and to really unlock what your potential actually is and to simplify that even more the foundation of all of those practices physical or mental is your breath mm-hmm. and yeah. you know when we when we tie it into mental health and you know how you know vital good mental health actually is but how precious it is the best way for you to tap into managing whatever comes up whatever battle you're facing one mindful breath or one act of mindfulness let's call it in whatever form that comes can literally give you a moment of clarity to make a better decision and to respond differently before it feeds into something negative and then spirals out of control and you know there'll be a lot of people out there that would have taken that breath and gone and just been able to pull themselves out of it but there also be someone completely unconscious that is just spiraling out of control that Mm you can pull them back into a safe space and a calmer state if they had this toolbox dialed in. So it it keeps coming back to the same thing. And no matter how hectic things get, you know, when your health is maybe bad and you, you know, you've got a bit of an uphill battle again, the way we're able to tackle whatever that, you know, that issue is, is, you know, really dialing back into a practice that helps us just calm everything down. Yeah. And, you know, you know, with what we're dealing with now, there's nothing that seems more clear to me than simplifying a practice that allows you to maintain some focus and some control. Otherwise, you're feeding, you know, something deeper that will manifest eventually if you don't take control. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's the, the, the manifestation, isn't it? It's that, that, that the snowball analogy that if you don't kind of deal with it, it will just get bigger and bigger and bigger till it or the point where it will just kind of be out of, out of control. So what part of, of, of our diets do you believe that, you know, or the, the, the kind of Western diet, as I call it, has a part in our, in our overall mental health? Cause obviously you're, you're big into diet, nutrition, everything else. Um, what kind of part of that do you think? plays into what we're talking about as well um well nutrition is such a minefield isn't it there's so many people out there willing to have an argument with you about the diet um but again to simplify it nothing's really changed for a long long time in terms of the simplicity of what is a good balanced diet take away all the titles of you know um pescatarian vegan blah 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 you know all all the titles you can come up with yeah health physically and mentally is affected by the way you treat your body and that's not just you know how you breathe and how you move but what you put in it you know the gut health side of things you know we now have so much really fascinating you know interesting info about you know gut health and Um, the microbiome and all these other words and it's simplified by getting something natural into your body something plant-based something that carries lots of nutrient density something that carries you know really like wide varieties of natural ingredients 
And to simplify that even more, hydration, obviously, we need to make sure our hydration's up. Most people are super dehydrated. They don't drink enough water. Um, and then they don't consume enough protein, fats, and carbohydrates in the right balance. So again, I, I, I get off on, on a bit of a tangent when I talk about nutrition because it's quite hard to navigate the right words. But yeah. at a time like now when our health, again, is being threatened, how do we keep our heart um, – sorry, our heart. <laughs> I was about to get into heart and lungs and everything then. But let's say, you know, in terms of, you know, keeping our body fueled up correctly and that's mentally and physically capable of dealing with what's, you know, going on. Yeah. Getting a nice balance of, you know, fruits and vegetables and, you know, natural products is is all it takes. If you mm. agree, let's, let's talk about the things that, you know, will help not get me in trouble, but will simplify things a little bit. If you're yeah. eating junk food that's processed and full of sugar and full of like artificial ingredients, you're not getting a nice balanced nutrient dense meal. No. You know, you've got a high consumption of sugars. We all know that now. Again, you're not getting high nutrient-dense um, intake of fuel. If you're eating too much fat, if you're eating too much carbohydrates, if you're eating too, if you're overeating in general, you're just yeah. storing stuff and your body's having to work really hard. If you're eating nonstop all day, every day, your digestive system's never getting a rest. Mm. It's really not that hard. There's no magic pill. No. Our bodies are all so different now. I mean, this subject could be discussed for hours. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the point there, if that's not got someone a little bit more awake to, you know, actually maybe taking it a little bit more seriously is what you eat fuels how you feel. What yeah. you eat fuels your emotions. What you eat fuels how you feel in terms of energy. What you eat fuels how much clarity you have day to day, how much energy you can expel, how well you sleep, you know, how well you feel, how well you look, your skin, your hair, your eyes. It, it, it's, it's no secret that you need to pay attention. And if I hadn't fixed my diet, I was spiraling out of control. I mean, I got super overweight. Most people, they see their pictures now that I have. If you look back far enough, I wasn't always fit and healthy and in shape. Yeah. I might have been when I was younger, but I was just I was just basically winging it because I was still quite young. But when I stopped paying it attention, I got overweight, I got really sick, I started to get ill, I was in hospital, I was just right. run down, wow. and my mental health was a mess. Right. And yeah. as soon as I started to learn about what my body actually needed, what my particular body needed, it all started to turn around. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of um, like we were saying earlier, you know, it's not, it's keeping things simple. And, and I don't like the phrase, but it's almost like going back to basics. And we have become, I believe we've come a society, particularly in the Western world, where we have so much access to food and the convenience is such that we can eat 24 hours a day, seven days a week if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. But, you know we 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 don't need to and our bodies are fantastic things that you know store nutrients they store energy you don't need to be eating you know every four hours you know you do need to be making sure you've got water and i always use a car analogy right so if you put crap fuel into a car that car's not going to perform how you want it to it's not going to get you from a to b it's no different 
than your body, right? If you put crap fuel in your body, you're going to get a crap outcome. And that, sa- that might sound a little bit harsh or a bit simplified, but it is kind of, it is, you know, relevant. And I heard a really harrowing statistic yesterday um, from another podcast. And that is, we're, we're all talking about this challenge that we have in the world at the moment with this, this, this virus. And 11 million people, this is, I just can't get over this, 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 uh, Statistic, it's 11 million people a year in the world die from eating hyper-processed food, which is just, in to me, just feels insane. And it just kind of comes back to what we're talking about, about how important your diet is. But the other thing that I want to point out as well, Richie, because there'll be some people listening to this who automatically think that to eat healthily, it's going to cost you a fortune. No, it doesn't. If you go to farmers markets and you put a little bit more time and effort into preparing your food you can have a hugely nutrient dense diet for you know a relatively um you know limited budget yeah big time the um, i mean there's so many different things and i could i was saying under my breath 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. yeah it, it, yeah it's often an excuse and i hear it all the time and we all make them you know, we all take the easy options sometimes because of convenience. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been there. You know, my diet's not 100% clean. You know, no. again, that comes back down to the balance thing. You know, I'm yeah. a pizza fiend. You know, I love a big pile of pasta. You know, yeah. I'm, I, you know I'd love a burger. You know, all, all these different things that, you know, would be seen as fast food or binge food or unhealthy, whatever you look at it, however you look at it. You know, without getting into the calories thing, where you know most people consume more calories than they actually burn so hence why they're overweight you know because they're not in a calorie deficit all that kind of stuff but without going down that rabbit hole food is so easily accessible it's just our choices and our habits and our addictions have taken over and we don't take it seriously enough until we get sick or and we have to pay attention even then people don't that we go back to basics, like you said. And I think, you know, people will go too far down one path of being super boring with eating salad leaves all day and then they lack, you know, other nutrients. Yeah. Uh, they don't enjoy it. It's not fun. And even if you don't have a local farmer's market, most shops, most places will have a nice balance of uh, colorful rainbow foods that will pack a huge punch of nutrient density and then simplifying what kind of protein works for you. And I mean, that's going to vary as well. doesn't need to be fancy. It, it, I think just people get a bit bored and they're a bit lazy and they maybe just, or maybe just uneducated and they don't know how to bring these foods together. But I mean, again, it doesn't take much now with all the amazing chefs out there that are getting creative with minimal food for minimal cost and, I think it's just boring um, for some people that aren't interested in it or just never maybe learnt how to put food together. And it's yeah. down to take responsibility. And I think we just got to step up. And if, again, if there's ever, ever been a time to get your health on point, it's right now. And Absolutely. a big, big enough kick up the arse to actually go out and start, well, maybe not go out, <laughs> but find a way of getting food on your table that is food like it's colorful and uh nutritious and tasty and yes. something that's going to allow your immune system to get as healthy as it possibly can be it is right now yeah 
definitely yeah 100 percent. and it's experimenting as well right like you just said there you know some people take it too far and they have bland food and they have specific food because that's that's how that will get them in the shape that they want to be aesthetically and physically um, and all the rest of it but it is trying foods and eating stuff that you enjoy it doesn't have to be horrible because it's healthy you know that's that's the other misnomer i think that gets banded around out there sometimes so um in terms of like you obviously you you put out some really cool um instagram uh, stories about movement uh, about your daily routine what would you recommend that that some of us could put into our kind of morning routines five ten minutes in the morning before we're getting ready to start the day what would be some of your kind of richy tips oh i've got plenty of richy tips as you know you might come across the old rituals um yeah. i think to simplify and give everyone a bit of hope that they have access to something that will work for them because I'm so aware there are still a lot of people out there that don't know where to start. They maybe feel unhealthy or they're overweight or they're just not motivated. Um, whatever that reason is, we all have the ability to move in some way, shape or form. We all have the choice to be able to get outside when we can. We all have the ability to, if we're a physical you know, a physically active person, it always helps to get outside and go for a walk in nature. I'll always choose nature and vitamin D. But if you happen to be housebound and you don't have much time, which is a, another excuse, a little flow on the floor or a yoga mat, or whatever you have access to that highlights or prioritizes mobilizing the body. Yeah, And I, I do these things like the five-minute flows, which I like to think everyone has five minutes. We do. It's just an excuse if you don't. And to start to get creative and be a bit playful, if you don't even know where you're starting from. I mean, I've got millions of videos everywhere. You know, Fit, for example, the, the Fit platform has thousands and thousands of, of, of um, sessions for all different abilities that you can do at home that open up your hips, that help with your posture, that help with spine health, that help yeah. get your brain in the right place because it all ties in breathing. You know, to going back to your point to be more specific about whether you've got five minutes or 10 minutes, you know, that could just be 10 minutes of breathing. Just try and figure yeah. out a practice that works for you. Try a few practices, experiment. Not every practice works for everybody. I use loads of different forms of practice, which is why I try and diversify the content. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think the message is nobody has the excuse not to do something that improves the quality of their health. And if that is starting with five minutes of some breath work sat on your couch, or that is going through a little flow that allows you to take your time and learn how to move your body into positions that help you find some flexibility, some mobility, improve your heart rate a little bit, help you, you know, release tension, help you unravel some stress, help you improve your sleep. There's so much content out there. You just really need to just go and prioritize putting it into your morning, your afternoon, and your evening and make it a daily practice and you know five minutes will eventually become more but you'll realize how much better you feel once you've got into your own little rhythm yeah definitely and i think you know the, the, the kind of comparison that i like to use is that 
I bet you've got half an hour to spend on social media. So don't tell me you haven't got five to ten minutes that you can just breathe, do some movement, do a little bit of meditation. Um, and, and I literally spend 15 minutes in the morning now doing a bit of movement, breath work and meditation. And it sounds a bit cliche, but it has really transformed the way that I deal with with you know everyday life. And it, it just makes you so much more calmer, so much more you have such a clearer mind. I think that's the biggest thing that I've got is a clearer, calmer mind um, from all of this. So yeah, I, I I completely agree. I don't I I get a little bit my feathers get ruffled if if somebody tells me I just haven't got the time nonsense you've got the time to be on social media so don't tell me you haven't got the time to do to do the good stuff so um you you've got a bit of a partnership with with axa at the moment and you're doing some some initiatives around stuff that people can do when they've got desk jobs so can you give us a little bit more insight as to as to what that is and how people can use that well that was a a project i did uh last year um to help trying to create awareness around the importance of daily practices and the different forms of practices that you have access to just go aligning with what we've just been talking about. Um, The often um, faced battle is people are time poor or they don't get to be outside all day. They're stuck behind a desk in an office or they're festering at home and you know, maybe the weather's bad. So, the, the initiative was really just about creating awareness around the tools that we all have access to and that setting intentions at the beginning of your day, the beginning of the week, the weekend that you are putting these practices into play whenever you have access to a little bit of space and using the environment that you have. So that could be, you know, a desk, a desk stretch sat in your chair rather than just being hunched and fused in one position how can you move just to help improve your posture if you've been sat in a car for a while have you been hunched over your laptop at home have you been sat on the floor you know what what does your daily practice or what does your daily sort of routine involve and how can you reverse and correct the damage that you're doing sat still doing nothing decomposing slowly and then tying into things like, you know, the power of nature, you know, looking outside, looking up at the sky, getting off your phone for a few minutes, going for a swim in the ocean, going for a walk, listen to a podcast that inspires you to breathe better. You know, it, it, it's, it's just looking at all the different walks of life and then finding a way to connect with that individual to give them a bit of a push in the right direction and show them what they have available to them and then make it impossible for them to make any excuses not to be able to do something that's going to improve their health. But that really is why fit has been so powerful now more than ever. Yeah. Um, the, the fit platform is by far the most useful tool I've ever had to train my clients privately Right. And it is access to, you know, everyone has access to it on their phone, on their laptop, on their TV. Yeah. And you can train at home. You can get access to lots of different trainers. There's breath work, there's movement, there's mobility, there's yoga, there's Pilates. These kind of platforms are a game changer. And it really is the future because you have no excuse. You've got someone guiding you. You've got someone coaching you. You've got someone breaking down all the simple tools. So no matter who you are, no matter what, walk of life you have 
you have access to education that will help improve your health. And I think we just need to start using these tools more effectively when we feel we don't have any access or don't have time or don't have the money. We can't make any of those excuses anymore because the tools are there for us to access. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think we are living in times where accessibility for this kind of stuff that we've been talking about has never been more so than we've ever had it before. You know, there's gone are the days really that you need to kind of come in in of an evening, put your gym gear on and go back out again. You have everything in the palm of your hand in terms of your phone or on a laptop, like you said, and the Fit platform is a great platform. We've got Sammy coming on in a couple of weeks to to talk about that in, in more depth as well. Um, but just for the people that are listening that perhaps don't know what it is, it's FIIT, isn't it, Richie, that they can go to um, to have a look at, at the platform. And like Richie said, it's got loads of um, different variations of breathwork, um, uh, movement and other types of workouts that you can do from the comfort of, of your own home. So uh, and I think they even have a 30 day trial on there that you can you can use as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Guys, so to interrupt them, but I didn't want to miss that opportunity there. You mentioned like how it brings, well, let's just say it brings a lot of different energies, training qualities, training styles together, but it, it's yeah. really for me the community that it creates. And, yeah. you know, with it being a bit gamified, you know, you can compete with friends, you can connect with friends, you can connect with new people you've never met before and challenge them. You know, that's something that we've never really been able to do with these online platforms. It's fully interactive. So when we look at community and we look at connecting with other people and how it's important to know you're not alone and that people that are a bit isolated don't get yeah. to the gyms, they can't afford a gym membership or that's not their thing. This allows you to have a supportive network, not just from fit, but the people that actually are doing the classes. You know, what I love about fit is the, the tribe that it's created. You know, there's guys and girls that, you know, regularly catch up on the platform via the app and do classes together, all virtually. Yeah. And they support each other when yeah. they're lacking motivation. They support each other when they're needing a little bit of a push in the right direction or they want to step up a little bit more. The programs, the classes. For me, that is why Fit was such a powerful tool and why I give it to every single client I have because I work remotely all my clients get programmed and coached through the app. So right. for me, that's, you know, so resourceful and, and has been a game changer for me and my business. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, is I find as well with the people that I coach, community is hugely important. And whilst this whole thing of we're forever connected, we're actually not as from a human aspect, we've become hugely disconnected. And I think that by using something like this, where you can, like you say, you can gamify it, you can, you know, encourage people, you can support them and all the rest of it, only it has to be, you know, for the for the benefit of all of us, really. Yeah, and so, I think going, just going without going into this too much more, if we're talking about, you know, the people we're trying to communicate with, you know, with this podcast, if there's ever a time to start to find ways for you to stay active every day and whatever that might be, not everyone wants to sit indoors and, you know, do a, a session on their TV, on their phone. But if, if there's any other time to try and find ways for you to get outside more, to move a little bit more regularly, to keep the body healthy, to keep the body active, to keep your mood high, mm -hmm. there's 
resources available to lots of different people. And if this podcast was ever going to be a nudge in that direction, it's now. And, you know, not just from a physical point of view, but mentally, breath work and movement lifts your mood, lifts your your energy. It's, you know, strengthens your immune system if you don't overtrain. And, and that's what, you know, has been so powerful with the studios that really complement restorative practices, regenerative practices, things that help you sleep, things that help you stay calm, things that help manage stress. This yeah. is why we should be prioritizing health, not to get buff, not to right. get, you know, right. uh, strong and powerful and all these other things, even though those, those things play a part, get the basics right. And that can be starting with just a five-minute practice. Yeah, definitely. And it is the basics. It is the simple stuff which has big impacts. And like I said earlier on, you know, I believe that we overcomplicate things as humans and we're always looking for this something, this next new big thing where actually let's go back to where it all started and, and, and just kind of doing the basics. And I think you'll get a huge amount of benefits from that. So before we finish then, Richie, to sum up today, what are the five key actions that you would say that um, some of the listeners could take away from the podcast today and just to improve their overall health and well-being? Um, it's interesting when you pick five. And you can't try and keep it simple. We touched on it um, before. Hydration, making yep. sure you've you know your body is hydrated is 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 often over overlooked and neglected. And you've got to keep the water intake coming in. You've got to stay hydrated. The body really needs to be hydrated. Um, getting time out in nature. Yep. You know, getting some fresh air, looking at the trees, looking at the sky, you know, going for a walk in the hills, the mountains, swim in the ocean, go for a walk in the park. Uh, again, it's something that is neglected, but again, the, the science really backs up how calming it is to be outside and to get some space and to be in some fresh air, as fresh and clean as the air can be these days. Um, moving every day finding whatever that is to you lift your heart rate feel like your body is alive connect with the movement and the breath and to look at a breath practice i mean for example i i do a breath practice to help me meditate because i'm not sitting still i'm a fidget yeah so a, a breath practice can help me just dial into my my ventilation, my breathing, my, my respiratory system to be able to be calmer and more still to be able to do a meditation practice. Right. We all need to find a way to every day practice something that allows us to tap into the power of our breathing so we can maintain control. So when stress does come, we can manage it in a way that either allows it to be controlled and manipulated or yeah. shut down and, you know, moved on from. Um, I don't know if we're going to class that as three or four, but yeah. Yeah. food-wise, we've touched on that. Yeah. Dial in your nutrition. And by that, I mean simplify it. Start getting more creative with making things, or if you're not a, a cooker, if you're, if you're not an inspired, <laughs> inspired chef, um Start to source foods that cover a spectrum of healthy, nutritious ingredients and start to boost that intake. 
drop out crappy food, drop out sugary crap that has no nutrient density and start to feed your gut with the nutrients that it needs to help keep you healthy. Yeah. Again, now more than ever, really wake up to the importance and the value of what that is. Yeah. Uh, and community, you know, if you're yeah. in a good place and you've got some energy to spare for others, reach out. You never know who you might save and pull out of a, um, a heavy, dark space. And if you're needing someone to talk to or you're just feeling like you're in a bit of a funk, then reach out. There are so many people out there that would love to just catch up and chat and know they can be there as a resource for you. And, you know, the sense of community that we can create now um, with people that understand, you know, it really can just help you just realign yourself and you never know when you might just save someone's life if you're just there looking out for those around you. So uh, I always think that those random acts of kindness and support can be a super powerful tool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they are really simple actions that people can do and but hugely, hugely valuable, beneficial uh, and all the rest of it. So before we wrap up then, Richie, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you feel I should have asked you which would, would benefit the listeners? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think using these opportunities to voice how important it is to stick together and, you know, if I was to think about, you know, the most viable tools that I have, it's the ability to help others and that I really do believe that we all have this ability to do something great with the lives that we have. And I think if you end up being so self-consumed and um, I don't want to say narrow-minded, but someone who's maybe a little bit isolated in their own little bubble, Mm. miss the benefit of actually how influential you can be to others. And I really believe that everyone has this ability to do something great with the time that they have, have here. Even that is that, even if that is just being kind and supportive and caring and thoughtful and all these things that, you know, in theory are selfless, but in return, when you're out there doing something that will maybe bring some value into someone else's life, it can feel really, really awesome. Yeah, And even when you're not maybe feeling your best, being there for someone else can just give you that sense of purpose and Mm. meaning. And if there was one underlying uh, driving force behind what I do, it is because I realize I have the ability to help others. And I'm in a bit of a head funk or I'm a little bit lost or overwhelmed with something. I know I can just reach out to someone else who's, you know, maybe who I've been there for in the past or, you know, my tribe that I have on social media, for example, they're all there to help each other. And that's what's so powerful. What's so inspiring is that we all have this ability to, you know, be there for each other and support each other. And as a human race, you know, there's no better time now than to regroup and look at what's really important, what really matters. And um, that is being kind and being thoughtful and doing whatever you can to keep rebuilding and become resilient 
And um, yeah, I don't know if that really answers the question, but you know, yeah, no, 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 simplify no. things. You know, and I think some people feel they haven't got purpose. Some people feel they haven't got meaning, or they don't know where they're going or what they should be doing. Yeah. Whereas it doesn't take much to look around and go, actually, I'm I'm fortunate to be here. Yeah. Gratitude is a really good place to be. Practice gratitude. Practice all the things that you have to be grateful for. Yeah. And um, yeah, look out for each other. Yeah, I agree. I think this the, the kind of the gratitude side of things and the, the random acts of kindness, if you want to call them that, or just be kind, is is massively powerful. And I highly recommend that that people just implement that because you know, not just the the kind of to, to put a smile on somebody's face is I feel amazing. And and you did something, um, I think it was last year, where you just said. Um, just say good morning to people. And it was it's amazing the feeling you get and the responses you get when you say good morning to somebody, you know, walk, walk, randomly walking down the road. And that kind of lifts your spirit. And it's all those simple, basic things which we've forgotten, I think, about, um, which do have a huge impact uh, from a community aspect, from a health and well-being aspect. And so, yeah, I think that was, um, yeah, very, very well said. So, Richie, how can people connect with you? Where can they go and find you if they want a little bit more of uh, Richie in their lives? <laughs> um, well, it's interesting that now um, social media and the internet is going to become quite a popular place. Um, <laughs> we're not going to have as much contact with each other. Um, so the, the website is probably the, the best place to connect with the stuff that I'm doing and then things I'm working on. Um, that's the strengthtemple.co.uk. And then social media wise, Richie Norton underscore for Instagram. And then if you just search the Strength Temple, you'll pull up the YouTube videos and the sessions. And I would highly recommend, I mean, I don't know if you can put it in the show notes with with yeah. BitLink. You know, I, I really do feel that's going to be a game changer now for people to still feel connected and uh, get access to my classes. Um but yeah, uh, just reach out. I love chatting about this stuff. If anyone needs help or direction or some more insight, I, I love to have these conversations with people that genuinely want to make a change. So uh, yeah, connect, reach out. Thanks very much. No, I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, so, so we'll put the the link for Fit in the in the show notes. Check out Richie's channel, but also really follow him on Instagram and look at his stories because <laughs> if you ever want a prompt or a guide as to what you should do throughout the day and his little um, nature watch exploits that he puts on his, on his Insta stories and his <laughs> morning surfs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it keeps me going throughout the day. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely check him out. So <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. I really sincerely appreciate it. Um, and I look forward to, to catching up with you again, hopefully in the future. Good man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. <laughs>